consideration, I've decided not to endorse your park. So have I. <laughs> wanted something they could see and, and touch. Something that wasn't an illusion. Welcome back to DMR. Thank you for tuning back in. Much obliged. How you? Hope you are well. You cannot get over that classic Jurassic Park scene. I remember seeing the film when I was a young lad in 1994 in the summer of with my old man, my dad. And it changed my life forever in terms of cinema and movies along with the entire world. So this will be my review of Jurassic World Dominion. Yes, that's right. I'm probably a little bit late to the party on this one. However, I had some things to do over the last couple of weeks and I managed to catch it in an ordinary screening this morning before it went off the silver screen. I felt that I had to go and see it because I've seen all the other ones as well and I'm a massive fan of the franchise. So, six films in. Will this be another Terminator franchise where they're absolutely flogging the hell out of it? in relation to what the audiences think and what the critics say as well. So I'm just looking on Rotten Tomatoes. We've got a tomato meter, that's the critics, at 30%. And then we've got 77% for the audience score. So it's a massive divide between the critics and the audience as well. So let's go over some of the trailer we'll go over some of the interviews as well and we'll discuss it in depth of my thoughts on the film but before we do kick off i would like to say yet again thank you for all of the downloads we ticked over twenty thousand downloads currently sitting at twenty thousand three eighty one, and a nice little boost recently on spotify which i haven't really been pushing too much i usually go on the apple forum but spotify seems to be kicking along nicely now so let's go through it all and discuss it in depth blue you had a baby that's impossible hey girl you look just like your mother So Jurassic World Dominion, a 2022 film, PG-13, it is 2 hours and 27 minutes long, you do feel that runtime. It was released in June 2022, last month, and it has grossed $350 million at the US box office. So this is the sixth film. So when franchises or movie franchises get to this many films... They've got to take a real hard look at themselves and think, well, have we flogged this dead horse or this dead dino way too much? And you can really feel, I suppose, that Steven Spielberg, whilst he was involved, I think, in Jurassic World, the fourth film, he's not to be seen or he doesn't have anything to do with this particular film. The director is Colin Trevorrow. He does a pretty good job in terms of the storyline in this particular movie, but... 
the magic, I suppose, of Steven Spielberg from the original, which is Jurassic Park, and then you've got Jurassic Park, The Lost World, which is one of my personal favorites as well. You can definitely feel that he has stepped aside in these particular movies. So, is the film any good? So, I went and watched it today. I've got to say, some of the plots do work really well. Some of them don't. Some of them you kind of think, why are you putting that up on the screen? Do we really need to focus on that too much? But it does work in some parts. But I suppose the film does look very good up on the screen. So let's go over some of the cast and crew. So we've got Chris Bratt returning as Owen Grady, the Raptor handler. We've also got Bryce Dallas Howard returning as Claire Deerham. And of course, what everyone was basically lining up for is the return of the original cast being Laura Dern playing Ellie Sattler, Jeff Goldblum back as Ian Malcolm, Sam Neill back as Alan Grant as well. We've got some new cast members too. We've got Dewanda Wise. She plays a character called Kayla Watts. She was pretty cool throughout the movie. I really did like her role in it. We've also got Mahmoudou Atif, I think that's how you say it, playing a guy called Ramsey Cole. Pretty cool guy in the film. We've also got B.D. Wong returning as Dr. Wu. Always liked the particular character. Omar Sai, he comes back as Barry. We've got Isabel Sermon, who plays Macy Lockwood. She's got a hell of a lot to do with this particular film. And the antagonist in this movie is a guy called Campbell Scott, who plays Lewis Dodgson, which is the guy from the original Jurassic Park film. Then you've also got some other weak villains as well. There's a lady called Sonia Santos. Really didn't like her character too much. So got a decent crew coming back for this particular sequel. So... What did I think of it as a whole? So let's go over the interview with some of the cast and crew of this particular film. We are wrapping it up. The Jurassic World franchise. Was it emotional? What was the feelings going on? Yeah, it was It was definitely very emotional. Um, B.D. Wong, I flew home at the end. Hi. What's up? Hey. How are you? Oh, hey. Oh, are you guys doing an interview? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining. We're just talking about our feelings right now. Do you want to join? Was it emotional, it being done? No. Come on. I, I cried all emotional? I cried all, the entire flight home. B.D. Wong was like, our leading lady is not doing well. I cried so much, yeah. But don't act like you didn't cry. You're a father of three now, which means you're very emotional, so admit it. I cried once when I was six weeks old because I broke my femur. <laughs> but I think I was just doing it to make my mom feel better. No, I was, it, it is definitely emotional. It's, it's, there are a lot of, it's a roller coaster of emotions. Gratitude, uh, I don't know if that's an emotion. Is that an emotion? That's an emotion. Gratitude, yeah, yeah. but also, you know, you know that it's going away and, and that's kind of sad. But also, I, me, I just try to really be present to enjoy it because I know that it's fleeting. And so in this moment, I'm just trying to have fun and, and it's pretty damn fun. And it's honestly been that. It's only in the last 24 hours when I was like, wait a second, it's like the premiere. And then after the L.A. premiere, is there's not that much. It's we're over. sort of like, it's, we're sending it off I think maybe it's hitting world. me right now. I know. No, it's just been. You got his- the exclusive. <laughs> Chris Get a close-up. <laughs> Chris is devastated. He's crying. Get the close-up. This boy. I love this boy. This guy's you guys were a part of all the Jurassic Worlds, but then we were bringing in the OGs to wrap it all up. Yep. Were you guys nervous at all? Or was it like, hey, welcome to our world? Oh, no. I mean, it was That's like- how Bryce was. <laughs> 
She was like, welcome to our... <laughs> no. I mean, it was it was really validating, wasn't it? To have yes. them be a part of it and and exciting and thrilling. And they're all such warm, wonderful people that it, it, it didn't feel as intimidating as it probably should have. Yeah, that was because and, of them. Yeah, and because of the... Because of the circumstances of shooting this in the middle of COVID and everyone like living together for several months, they just kind of became our friends. And I mean, we, the, both of us were introduced to them as big stars in Jurassic Park. We love them like the whole world loves them. And now they're back and they're with us. And not only do we get to know them as family members and friends, but also we share the screen with them. And what everyone is saying is the best Jurassic movie yet. That's so freaking cool. And they're about to start the film right now. We have to let you go. So there you have it. Just some of the feedback from the cast and crew of Jurassic World Dominion. So... Before we kick off over the thoughts on the movie, let's have a bit of a read of what the critics' consensus says for the film versus what the audience says. So we've got, from the critics, we've got Jurassic World Dominion might be a bit of an improvement over its immediate predecessors in some aspects, but this franchise has lumbered along down from its classic start. So that's the critics, and then we've got the audience that says... It's probably time to let this franchise rest, but between some entertaining action and the fun of seeing members of the original cast reunited, Jurassic World Dominion is a decent enough sequel. So there you have it from both of those particular parties. So I will be going into some mild spoilers in this particular review so you have been warned so basically the film kicks off four years after the events of fallen kingdom we've got an opening scene with a tv hostess going over some of the scenarios that have taken place with the dinosaurs that are living in amongst humans some of the scenes are pretty cool as well so Ingen is not in the film, the corporation that basically Hammond started way back when or owned. The new corporation is called Biosyn, led by Lewis Dodgson. Dodgson's the character that was in the original Jurassic Park movie. He's the guy that meets with Dennis Nedry with the spray can or the foam to get the embryo samples off of Isla Nuba. So... Whilst all this is taking place, we've got illegal breeding and black market sales that exist. The film basically starts with Claire doing a rescue, an operation in one of these breeding facilities. Then we move over to Owen. He's basically a wrangler of some type who lives with Macy, the girl clone, and Claire as well in the woods. So kind of a question as well. Like some of the scenes you see the dinosaurs out in the snow, you think, why are they moving around too much? Like, don't these guys need, like, a hell of a lot of sun for them to be up and running like normal reptiles? That was a bit of a question there, but don't know. I didn't look after putting this film together. So, some of the CGI looks quite good in part. Some of the animatronics is pretty good. Some of it doesn't work. I didn't like some of the scenes. You could tell the CGI is not the best when you're basically having a look at it. There's also a subplot for a giant locust, which is basically starting to eat all of the world's crops, except for those run by Biosyn. So Ellie Sattler comes into the film. She basically starts investigating this prehistoric locust, which in my opinion, they spend a hell of a lot of time on win this particular story then she basically goes and meets up with grant to say look this is a situation 
Here's one of these locusts. I believe that it is biased and behind all this crap, so we need to somehow get to their facility, which kind of looks like Apple's home base. And they have to go into this area where basically they've got a sanctuary as well for bison with all the massive dinosaurs in there. So pretty cool to look at, I must say, when they fly over. It's a pretty decent thing to view or witness. Then we've got Grant, who's basically back where he belongs. That's where Ellie goes and finds him at an archaeological dig where he's basically digging up bones like he did in the first film. So that is basically the start of the movie. I promise you, I am going to get her back. Genetic power has now been unleashed. We made a terrible mistake. The doomsday clock might be about out of time. So another plot as well, we've got Blue that's had a baby, we can see that in the trailer. And we've got Poachers that are basically after Blue, and also Macy as well, because she's on the run after the events of Fallen Kingdom. So, as I mentioned before, we've got the returning cast members, we've got Ian Malcolm, he comes back into it, he is working for Biosen undercover. He's still a bit of a rock star and obsessed with the Chaos theory and the Doomsday Clock and all that jazz as well. Dr. Wu is back. He's working at Biosen and feels like a prisoner somewhat. He's got a massive guilt trip and now he's responsible for the locusts that he's unleashed on the world that are destroying the Earth's crops. So this guy just keeps leaving a trail of crap behind him. But in this particular film, he is very remorseful about what he has done. So the film basically jumps around from a few locations. It goes over to Malta. What I really did like about the Malta scene is that they had an underground dino trade lair type thing. And I thought it was really cool because when they walked into it, they basically had trained dinos that were sitting on people's arms and stuff like that. They had dinosaurs fighting. It kind of reminded me a bit of a Star Wars scene where you got people that are going to the Tatooine marketplace to some degree just the look of it all or dusty and all that stuff so it's pretty cool i did like that scene overall so owen and claire are basically there to track macy because she has been kidnapped by those wranglers or goes back to bias and whatnot they've also got new raptors as well which is a military style control of the lasers and all that jazz i don't know if it works too well the chase scenes around malta were okay they weren't bad you see them in the trailer and a lot of dinos get out as well. So it's pretty cool, that scene. I did like it to a degree. So we've also got the female antagonist I mentioned before. She's quite predictable and weak. Didn't really like her too much. So they basically escape from Malta. And they're basically chasing Macy back to the Biosyn facility. Where we've got the plane scene which basically goes over that particular area and then they get attacked by a massive flying dinosaur and they have to crash into that particular zone so there are some pretty cool scenes in it i must say to a degree but a lot of it, it can kind of jump around and feel a bit mismatched at times but all in all it's pretty cool to watch up on the screen Going over some of the new dinosaurs that we do see in the film, we've got the Atrociraptor. These are the military-grade raptors that I spoke about before. They're okay, I suppose, pretty quick. We've also got the Dreadnoughtus as well, that massive, bracky-looking Saurus-type thing. 
We've got the Giantosaurus, I think that's how you say it. This is basically the replacement for the T-Rex in the film as the main antagonist. To me, it was a bit big, bit clumsy, bit lackluster. T-Rex is in the film. Rexy is definitely in it. She makes a couple of appearances in it, but she's not the main dinosaur in this particular film, nor is Blue the Velociraptor. We've also got the Microceterius, I think that's how you say it. Morris, we've also got the Nastoroterotop, Pyroraptor, and the Therizinosaurus. This one is pretty cool, actually. It's kind of blind looking when you look at it. It looks like a massive, thin turkey with huge blades for its fingers. This is the thing that you see chase Claire Deering on the trailer when she basically comes out of the plane and she has to go under the water with an awesome looking dinosaur. I really did like that addition. As I mentioned, you've got Rexy returning as well, Triceratops, and as well, we've got the Dilophosaurus that comes back. Massive fan service there. I was really looking forward to seeing it, and it's in not one, but two of the scenes. The last scene that it's in is better than the first one. The first one, it's awesome to see, but there's something that happens in it where it's kind of null and void, and it takes away its ferocity and its whole frill neck and its spitting of its poison as well. You'll know what I mean when you have a bit of a watch of it. So, some pretty cool new dinosaurs in the addition to this particular film. gonna survive what matters is what we do now i could use your expertise you coming or what a baby raptor i made a promise we would bring her home you made a promise to a dinosaur yeah what so the pyro raptor scene is pretty cool the one with feathers that can basically swim that chris pratt and kayla the new character have to go up against in the bison situation or the facility there's something called the hyperloop which is basically an underground train type scenario and alan grant and ellie sattler and macy have to ride on it and it stops in a particular section in the amber mines which i thought was really cool where they used to dig up all the dinosaur fossils and whatnot to get the dna but they run into some type of underground dinosaur the ones that are land dwellers with the massive fin i thought it was a spinosaurus but it wasn't so that was pretty cool scene as well so after the film gets underway in this particular bias and facility all hell breaks loose basically woo's trying to stop the situation with the locusts they basically get released they're caught on fire but i started to question as well like these locusts they're flying and they're on fire i'm thinking how long have they got before their wings basically burn out like are they fire retardant it just didn't kind of make sense to me. But when all this takes place, they basically call the dinosaurs back. Or they've got some type of mechanism back into the Bison facility, almost like a big amphitheater. And I thought that was quite cool. It was almost like Noah's Ark to a degree. Nedry's shaving cam makes an appearance. I did not expect that. I thought that was very cool at towards the end when everything is going up in flames. And Dodgen is basically trying to have his escape. I won't go into too many spoilers about what happens with him. Then we've got a situation where Ellie is basically throwing the power back on. Very similar 
to that in Jurassic Park with the Raptors scene. The final fight scene with Rexy, who comes in, we all knew that was going to happen with the new Gigantosaurus, whatever it's called. I thought it was pretty good. Rexy could have been in the film a lot more. But all in all, that's basically how it all ends up in the end. So... What are my thoughts on this particular film? Yeah, look, it was okay. I would say it was good. I wouldn't say it was spectacular or great. It doesn't stack up in terms of it being as good as The Lost World for me. So basically, my list in terms of where I think each film would rank is as follows. So Jurassic Park, we've got the original. You're not going to beat that. Followed by Jurassic Park The Lost World. I really did like that follow-up. I know it gets a lot of crap in terms of people not liking it. Followed by that in the third place, we've got Jurassic World. I thought that was really good when it first came out. Then I basically put these two on par, but I had to make a decision about which one to put first. I put Jurassic World Dominion next, followed by Jurassic Park 3. Jurassic Park 3 has some really good scenes in it. I really did like the Raptors in that particular film but the production of it was very messy and it did feel like a very cheap style of a Jurassic Park film and then we've got Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom coming in sixth place so I really did like Fallen Kingdom the first half of it when they were on Isla Nubar but once it got to the mansion it became a monster film with the Indominus Raptor whatever it was called and I just thought it didn't need to basically go into that much depth in that particular style of film so let's go over the pros and the cons and then i'll give it my verdict everybody hold on to somebody that can't be right Is carnivore the world has ever seen. Run! See? Not so bad. So, the pros. So, I did like parts of the film. I did like some of the subplots and the locations as well. The new dinosaurs that popped up on the screen were pretty cool. Most of them, except the Gigantosaurus, which I thought was quite of a flat villain. So to speak, I did like the Pyroraptor and really loved that the Dilophosaurus made two appearances back in the film. I really did like all the old cast members coming back as well. It wasn't just short cameos as well. That was really good. They actually had a lot to do with the film, which I was hoping that they would, unlike other movie franchises where they have quick cameos, they hand the baton over, and then it's basically all done. I loved how Dodgson came back as the antagonist, but I still felt he was quite weak. That's probably more of a con with that particular character. But all in all, I did like the locations of it. It did look very good in parts in the particular film. So the cons, I thought it was probably a bit too long. There's a scene or two, or three actually, where it kind of gets a bit flat after about half an hour of all the setup, going through all the Bison studios or the Bison's facility. And also, the focus around the Locust was way too heavy in the particular film. I thought they could have dropped a lot of that subplot as well. And probably some of the dinosaurs, which you thought would be very good up on the screen, 
weren't too good. Again, with the Gigantosaurus, I thought they probably would have been better if they had to replace it with a lot more of Rexy up on the screen. So, all in all, I probably will give this my number two rating, borderline number three, only because I am a massive Jurassic Park fan that I probably will buy it on 4K or Blu-ray just to make up the set. However, if you're not a massive fan, I would probably label it as my number three rating, which is wait for it to come to a streaming service for you to watch it. So it's not an amazing, spectacular film, but it's good enough to watch. And as I said, it's good enough to own it if you're a massive Jurassic Park fan. So where to from here? I think they really have to put this to bed in terms of making more of these movies They've done six of them. They've got to stop now. It's going to be like Fast and the Furious if they keep going. And I only watched two of those particular racing movies. Not that I don't like car movies or anything like that. I just feel that when a certain franchise gets to a certain level, e.g. we've got the Star Wars franchise as well, you really have to put this into a series. Whether call it Hammond or something along those lines back in the 80s where they basically start over again or just completely do the whole thing again in terms of a series. That's where this needs to go from here. If Steven Spielberg gets back into it, being a director, happy days. But you can definitely feel his absence in these particular films, especially the last two. So that is my review of Jurassic World Dominion. Hopefully you can check it out. It comes on a streaming service. I did catch it probably the last week. It was up on the silver screen. So, again, thank you for tuning in. And, as always, keep downloading, and I will catch you on the Menjay.